Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk, Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, and that is the waving Omaha Joe Stanton uh, in a new spot, Omaha Joe. But before we get to that, I got to start with your thumbnail for this matchup between the Cowboys and the Saints on Thursday night. Taysom Hill is going to be under center for New Orleans, and he looks like he's ready to go in that thumbnail that you created. He's ready to play without even without even a helmet. Right. Right, gotta give love to the Saints' newest running back. I mean, quarterback, um, take it taking over the helm this week. Yeah, gotta love it. Um, gotta give the shout out to you know he's been banged up all year. Um, first start of the season. Um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I mean, he's it, it's he's gonna be an electric player. Um, you know, in week thirteen. So here we are. Yeah, big story for week thirteen, and we're gonna get into his history and evaluate that. Right. Um, but yeah, you're the man on the move here. Always a different background, yeah. Uh, and you tell me that next week is going to be another different one. Well, I didn't want to give away too much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. have to get ahead of ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, that's the gotta, inside scoop. Inside scoop is we got a new background next week. Um, I like to give keep everyone on their toes. You know those crazy oh, yeah. fans. They always they always know where you're headed. So I I had to I had to relocate for this one. Oh, you're one step ahead of them. So I will not reveal your location, your likely lo- location for next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was good Thanksgiving, Andrew. Um, I know you had a good one over with Crash in the podcast. Um, we provided some great single game lineups uh, for the Lions and Bears games. Um, you know, even with Swift and Montgomery going out, we had some really big wins over there. Um, and an overall good Thanksgiving hybrid um, as well over on FanDuel. So I'm looking forward to carrying over the success um, what we had going on last week between between you two. All right. I'm game. And it's only one game to deal with on this Thursday. We're back to the normal schedule here. The Cowboys on the road, favored by four and a half, total here 47 and a half. And you're going to break down the Cowboys side for us. So kick it off, kick it off for us over there. Yeah, let's do it. So Saints Cowboys, both teams lost uh, last Thursday night um, on Thanksgiving. So um, a couple, couple losers coming through. And the Cowboys have lost three of their last four games. Um, and they've got surprisingly the Washington football team right on their heels um, for the division. So this is an urgent, needed win for the Dallas Cowboys. They're hungry, they're pissed, and I expect Dak Prescott to be coming out absolutely firing for this one. He had a he had a great game. He threw for 375 yards and two touchdowns versus the Raiders, um, and, and he looked really solid. It wasn't enough. Derek Carr um, kept up with him there, um, but the the Saints overall. They have not been good to opposing quarterbacks. Um, over the last five games, Josh Allen and Tom Brady both had four touchdowns. Hertz ran for three touchdowns. Tannehill had a touchdown and a running touchdown. And Matt Ryan had two pass touchdowns and a running touchdown for himself. So over the last five, the Saints just haven't been there for quarterbacks. Dak Prescott can do it in the air and on the legs a little bit. I mean, three of those five quarterbacks ran for a touchdown there. Versus the Saints, so you know, you know, Prescott could get in the end zone with his legs as well. So I really like Dak Prescott in this game. I like the passing game for the Cowboys, which I'll get into. Um, but yeah, I'm really bullish on Dak Prescott being my captain in most of my lineups, especially on FanDuel, um, where the price you know doesn't change for a captain spot. So I'm really liking Dak Prescott, Andrew. What do you think? I do too, and that glowing review has me even more excited uh, because New Orleans has struggled against these quarterbacks. Uh, and just going in the wrong direction against right. Allen and, and company on Thanksgiving. 
And with the pricing, that is a key piece here. We're going to get into it as we go throughout the slate. And that will allow Dak to be in probably most of my lineups. Not sure he's going to be my captain all the way across the board, but he is a strong candidate. Absolutely. And we'll get into some pricing differences uh, later. FanDuel really, really botched this one, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, these pass catches for Dallas, um, you have CeeDee Lamb coming back. Um, Amari Cooper just got activated from the COVID-19 list. Um, and Michael Gallup still there. Cedric Wilson had an injury in that last game, um, so he won't be on the field here. Um, Gallup actually had the big game while Lamb and Cooper were out. He had five receptions for 106 yards versus the Raiders um, on some long balls. And that's kind of almost what we expected out of Gallup. We were all on him. Um, so I, I like both Lamb and Cooper here to play. Um, I would probably favor CeeDee Lamb a little bit more, mainly because I think he's going to have an easier game in the slot versus the Saints, where Amari Cooper is going to be lining up on the outside versus Lattimore. C.D. Lamb's going to see more of Williams, and I just like that matchup better. But I think both wide receivers are in play. Michael Gallup is also in play. He's a, I think he's sneaky GPP. I think there's going to be a lot of chalky lineups out there. So Gallup definitely get lets you get different. Um, and then I like Schultz as, as well. Schultz, um, he has the third best target share on the team. Um, Dawson Knox had two touchdowns. Versus the Saints team last week. Of course, Dawson Knox only did on three targets, so it wasn't a ton of volume. Um, but Schultz also had a touchdown versus the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Um, he almost had another touchdown. He was targeted in the end zone pretty frequently, you know, given the wide receivers were out. But, you know, just across the board, I really like the pass catchers here for the Cowboys, um, and I'm going to be all on it. Yeah, you know what? I'm very similar here. I like the matchup for Lamb. He is more expensive than Cooper, but. Uh, I'd rather go there. Um, and I think Gallup is the GPP option as opposed to how popular he was on Thanksgiving with everybody healthy. Um, and Schultz, like you said, popular target consistently and in the red zone. Right. So, uh, he's also in play for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I missed the other tight end, Sean McKeon. Sean McKeon. Yeah. Sean McKeon. Yeah, he had the touchdown last game. Um, he's had a reception in the last four games. Um, so that's really decent. Of course, he's taken over for an injured Blake Jarwin. Um, probably not in play for me. Um, but, you know, it's definitely nice to note that he's a part of the offense, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, if you want to talk about getting different. Right. but uh, And he is extremely cheap. But with the, the, the pricing we'll talk about on the New Orleans side, uh, just – you know, you don't really need to go there. Right. Yep, absolutely. So love Lamb. Um, Cooper is in play. Schultz is in play. And I think Gallup's a good GPP. So if we're going to go over to the running backs here, um, we have Ezekiel Elliott and, and Pollard. Yes, um, we do. For the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones just came out and said Elliott is going to have a serious workload um, in this game. And, Andrew, do you know what I think of that? I think yes, it's, what? I think it's a bunch of smoke. I don't think it holds any weight for me, dude. Pollard, um, is it Pollard, Pollard? Pollard. Pollard. He has been just outperforming Elliott. He has been doing so much more with good. the touches. He's fast. Yeah, right. he's been better in average yards per game, better in average yards over expected. He's pushing the pile. He just looks really good. And and granted, Elliott's had the bruised knee um, or that injury that he's been battling since week four. And – just last week, they were talking about sitting Ezekiel Elliott to week 14 
to give him a rest. And now they're saying he's going to have a serious, serious workload. And I think that might've just come from locker room chat, uh, Mike McCarthy getting COVID and Jerry Jones is saying, you know, I'm going to make a splash in the media. (laughs) I don't know. I think Pollard is a really good play. Um, Or at least I prefer him better than Ezekiel Elliott. I still like the pass catchers more. Um, I would say Pollard's more in play than Elliott. I'm going to fade Elliott. Um, So yeah, out of the two, um, that's where that's where I give the edge. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily going to make my lineups though, Andrew. Um, I don't know where you're there. Um, I know we're similar on the Pollard versus Elliott debate, but do you think Pollard will get into some of your lineups? Maybe on DraftKings where you have to go with six players because mm-hmm. it's going to be easier to afford five guys. I think that I like a little bit more on FanDuel. And we should mention that the overall matchup is not good for these running backs. You know, right. New Orleans has given up the fewest fantasy points on the season to that position. And it's because what you've been talking about, you like the passing game so much because teams have success against New Orleans passing it right. and they don't run it and it's hard to run it anyway. So it's the old cycle that continues on. Um, but Pollard does look better than Zeke. You know, you can tell even with, with Zeke, some of those uh, routes that he went out, he would kind of limp and, and, and jog and not go 100%. You can tell he's just not he's not 100%, so he can't go 100%. So I think this probably is a bit of smoke. And, you know, that's one of the big things about DFS. You have to follow these front offices, the owners, the coaches, over a long period of time and get a sense of which ones will, you know, speak straight to the media and give you some actual strategy versus those right. who what they say could be accurate, maybe not. Maybe it's a complete smokescreen. Right. So this one, uh, that's not convincing to me. I'm not looking at Zeke to get, you know, 18 carries. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I mean, if yeah. anything, it helps us out. It draws ownership to Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, opens up um, more more for the pass catchers of less ownership. I, You know, you make a great point. The Saints have given up the least amount of points to running backs over fancy points. So, yeah, it, definitely the pass catchers. If anything, it helps our our dfs lines from an ownership perspective yeah and for the cash lineups for sure i guess the the gpp lineup you know maybe he is somebody to consider because it's not a good matchup everybody sees that he's not healthy but maybe with another week under his belt that would be the the flip where oh, all of a sudden they get a turnover you know inside the 10 uh right. and he punches one in or punches a couple in we know i mean we know he can score he can get to that end zone mm-hmm. as well as almost anybody so yeah. he's got the potential if he's, you know, one week healthier. Yeah. I mean, our um, presenting sponsor and, you know, where we get our stats from PFF, they do give us ownership projections. So I will be very interested to see where Zika Elliott falls on that for ownership projections. And that will definitely dictate where I'm going with my lineup. Yeah. So, and we'll, we'll share some of that information with our members, of course, in discord. You mm-hmm. want to take it, take advantage of that dfscoachdoc.com to sign up. Um, Joe, you want to talk about any uh, deals or offers or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a three-day membership for 10 bucks, five-day membership for $19. You can actually see that coming on the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, but we have a lot of different membership options from year-long um, you know, all the way through. And what that gets you is you get access to our Discord. Uh, you'll get a membership to all sports, um, you know, NFL, PGA, MLB, NBA, um, you get full FanDuel lineups, Yahoo lineups, um, a DraftKings clipboard, um, and then you just get to chat with us, um, you know, and the rest of our family. 
um, asking questions about DFS, talking sports. Um, I was just chatting Denver Nuggets uh, with a with a community member. So it's just been great. It's a great community. Um, you know, we would love to have you join. And of course, go follow us on Twitter as well at DFS Coach Talk. We just did a contest for an NBA podcast um, that if you interacted with that video, you got entered to win a free week membership. So we do stuff like that all the time. Uh, we like to give out, you know, plays and values that we like and little insights. So, you know, definitely go check out DFSCoachTalk.com. Follow us at DFSCoachTalk on Twitter. And of course, leave a like um, and a comment on this video because, you know, we're on YouTube all the time as well. Um, and we just love everyone being on board and interacting with the video. So no doubt about it. All right, let's go to the second side here, the Saints. And, you know, they they are really struggling here. They lost four straight, so they've gone ahead and made the move. It's going to be Taysom Hill. And the other big news that just came across that, that you picked up on is that Kamara is doubtful. We are recording this on Wednesday night. So Joe uh, saw a note indicating that it's very unlikely that he plays. So that's piece number one here of Big piece. The, the, the pricing and the change to the slate because now Ingram is much more in play, and he's really cheap uh, on DraftKings. He's only 5000 uh, FanDuel 12000 He's not priced like the guy who's been the lead running back. No. So it's like FanDuel, you know, they were sure that Ingram – or sorry, that Kamara was going to play, so they kept Ingram's price low, and they – didn't seem to know that Taysom Hill might start because he's only 7000 on FanDuel, yeah. which is the price of a regular backup quarterback, but he's starting. Uh, so to me, you have they, to lock him in. He did not read the injury reports. No. I mean, I mean, Mark Ingram should have been 7K and Taysom Hill should have been 12K, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, it was from NBC Sports. Um, they said, you know, insider knowledge and, uh, you know, a, a good source – said that the whole locker room talk is very doubtful that Kamara is going to suit up for Thursday. You know, the expectation is he's not going to play. Ingram's got full reps. Um, so it's NBC Sports. It's reputable. Um, they're definitely where I go for some information. So, yeah, it's my thinking that Kamara is not going to suit up and that, you know, changes the whole whole slate. And, of course, FanDuel just had no idea what they were doing with pricing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just don't know. They, 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 they set the prices, you know, late on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Um, while they were deep into their uh, merriment, and they didn't update it over the weekend, exactly. perhaps. Exactly. Well, let's let's dig into Taysom Hill here because you know he was the big story in fantasy last year um, with his position eligibility and and his performance, and the the numbers that come away from that are, I think, overall positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started four games and he had two touchdowns per week, four of them rushing four passing. He had a maximum passing uh, output of 291 yards. His best rushing day as a starter was 83 yards. So he's got that ceiling as a passer or a runner. Uh, and I think we, we think of him more as just a runner or more of a runner so I, I I wanted to point out you know that he did have a couple strong passing games, and he av- he actually averaged twenty eight passes per game, and ran it just under ten times a game. Mm-hmm. So he will absolutely run it a bunch, but he's not afraid to throw it. Here's the big difference though: last year in those games he had Michael Thomas, and so that was his security blanket. All those mm-hmm. short passes, 
did well, and they don't have anybody close to Michael Thomas now. Um, but, you know, because of his price, especially on FanDuel, I think you, you lock him in uh, no matter what. The, the question is on DraftKings at 9,600, what do you do with him? I think he's worthy of being a captain. Um, you don't have to go there, but I think he's got the potential to get it done. Um, and then if you want to, pa- if you want to pair him up with a receiver that, you know, this is the challenge because we don't have Michael Thomas here. We've got a bunch of guys that are really unproven, inconsistent, getting four to five targets a week. But Traquan Smith is the, the leader in the clubhouse for me at this point, because he's been solid here lately. And he was the one other guy last year right. that Taysom Hill connected with. Uh, in one of those starts he had against Atlanta last year, Traquan had three catches for 42 and a touchdown. And then against Philly, he had three catches for 60. Um, and, you know, and this is with, again, Michael Thomas getting eight, nine catches a week in those games. So without Thomas, I, I do think Traquan's going to be the security blanket. Better matchup in the slot here uh, against the Cowboys. Um, but because it's so low volume generally with these receivers, I mean, one big play to Callaway or Harris or even little Jordan Humphrey who got back in the mix against Buffalo and you know, that throws everything off. So it's a challenging situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like what you had to say about um, Taysom Hill being more of a pat, like he is a passer and a rusher. Um, He had a 90, 96.9 passer rating last year. So really good, really solid. He completed 72% of his passes. Like you said, it was Michael Thomas. Um, but even to that same note, I love what you had to say about Traquan, Traquan Smith. Um, I'll, I'll give an example of how comfortable these backup QBs are with their wide receivers. Cooper Rush, when he came in for the Cowboys um, the week Dak was out, he had a great connection with Cedric Wilson for that game. Um, and that's and he actually after the game, even before the game, he said, you know, Cedric Wilson and I, we were on the practice squad together. We were coming up together. I'm familiar with him. And if you're going to come to a game like that, you want familiarity. Um, so I agree with you. I really like Traquan Smith. He'd be the wide receiver I go to. He's getting the most targets. Um, he plays out of the slot. Hunter Renfro had a great game against the Cowboys out of the slot. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I really like Taysom Hill for the passing upside and the rushing upside. Um, and then Traquan Smith would be the wide receiver I'm going to go with, even though it's low volume. Um, I really like that. That would be the receiver I would choose over Harrison Callaway. Yep. Agreed. I do think Callaway will see more digs on the outside. Uh, Harris is, uh, you know, volatile. And, uh, again, little, little Jordan Humphrey, three catches on five targets against Buffalo to make this a quartet of options, right? Uh, all very affordable. Uh, but Smith, the leader for me. And then we've got another low-volume situation with the tight ends. Nick Vanette got in the end zone against Buffalo with one catch. Mm-hmm. Juwan Johnson was out there for 43% of the snaps but wasn't targeted. And then with Hill's performance last year, he didn't target the tight ends too much. There was one week where I think he had six receptions or six completions to the tight ends. But most of the other weeks, it was just one here, two there. Uh, same thing with the with the the running backs, didn't target them a ton, but Kamara did did get some catches. So he, you know he'll dump it down, and you know the short short passes in general 
or what allowed him to get that high completion percentage that you're referencing. Right. Um, but I'm not looking for a big game out of Annette Johnson. Um, so, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. If Kamara is indeed out. Um, but again, with the pricing, uh, it really elevates Hill and, and Ingram for me on that New Orleans side. Yeah, it absolutely elevates Ingram. Um, yeah, I really like Mark Ingram. He went 16 carries for 88 yards versus the Eagles, 14 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown versus the Titans. So he's been really good as the lead back. Um, I think Ingram is a great play um, over there on DraftKings. FanDuel, a little expensive, um, but still a really solid option for the Saints. Um, between the tight ends, Vanette and Johnson, um, I agree with you there. Really low volume. Um, the Cowboys have let up um, the eighth least amount of points to tight ends. Um, surprisingly, they let up 74 yards to Travis Kelsey um, and a 60-yard game to Cal Pitts. Um, and Waller looked like he was going to have a good game as well. Um, and those are just their last three games. So actually, um, I don't think they're really that strong against tight ends. Um, as they're projected out to be, or as you would see on paper, because all three of those tight ends really had some big games, um, or were two of the three were had a big game, one was projected to. Um, but in this matchup, um, because it's such a low volume tight end core from the Saints, I don't want to go there. I wish it was something where I could feel a little better about it, like you know, even give me like Mo Ali Cox or her, or um, you know, so, someone who I at least know is going to get a, a, a confident amount of targets in. But I'm not confident in Vanette or Johnson. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to go there. Although, I think it's a pretty sneaky place to go in the GPP. Yeah, and then, you know, to follow up on those running backs, if Kamara is out, we've got Ingram, of course. But then Ty Montgomery had a bunch of catches right. on Thanksgiving. You know, he could be that GPP option. But, uh, again, not a great matchup here for the running backs against Dallas. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed there. And they don't give up many catches either. Uh, mm -hmm. Since the first two weeks of the season, they they did in those first two weeks, but since then, very little there. So it's not it's not a great option uh, for for dump downs uh, with Ingram and, and Montgomery. Yeah, uh, and, and and the Cowboys are potentially getting Dexter Lawrence back off an of injured reserve, which yeah, you know, Demarcus the, Lawrence. Yeah, sorry, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, yep. Possibility there for him to come back as well. So that doesn't really help the the case either for these Saints running backs. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too because both tackles are questionable for New Orleans. So um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a tough challenge for New Orleans to transition here, especially if they don't have Kamara. Uh, if they're missing one or both of those tackles, uh, we'll see. But uh, looking forward to it. But right. before we wrap up, uh, Joe, you got to tell us about the kickers here in this one. Absolutely. So we have two X Cowboys kicking off. Uh, well, current Cowboy, ex-Cowboy, and Brett Mayer. Um, Will Lutz is out for the Saints. Um, Mayer didn't even attempt a field goal um, or or any kick against the Bills. Um, so he he's coming in fresh. Uh, Mayer, when he was in Dallas, um, he actually had a better accuracy percentage than Zerline um, by like a percent. But Mayer ended up getting cut because he was missing these money kicks, like, you know, the ones inside the 30. But then he would hit like a 50-yarder or like a big kick. Um, and Zerline, I have him on my season-long fantasy team. He has been missing like crazy. He missed the, the point after the touchdown um, on Thanksgiving. He missed a couple more field goals, more against the Chiefs. Um, Zerline has been 
crazy inconsistent, and I know the Cowboys fans are frustrated with him as well. So with the Saints potentially playing from behind, not really getting into the end zone, and Mayer from deep, that's going to be the kicker I, I want to go with. I don't trust their line. And I actually think it really could go that way where you have some really long field goals out of Mayer, and, and it works out. I like your description there. Your, your breakdown makes a lot of sense. Um, Mayer does have the the deep kick in him. He did prove that with Dallas, a couple over 60. Right. Uh, 74% on his career. Um, you know, this one is is pretty is pretty even to me. Uh, I do favor Dallas overall, so probably more opportunities for Zerline to score. But in New Orleans, will they be able to punch it in when, when they cross the 50? And Peyton is a guy he will go for it on fourth. So, you know, if it's fourth and two, I think there's a good chance they go for it with Hill and they try to just keep, you know, moving the sticks. And when they get that chance, go for six and leave it all on the line. But, you know, maybe if he gets, you know, end of the first half, he gets an opportunity for a long kick. Uh, maybe he gets it done. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple times where Zerline hasn't even attempted a kick in a game either this season, just because the Cowboys went for it on two. Um, I think it, I think it was against the Chargers. Um, maybe someone can fact check that uh, for me. But they went for the fourth down twice, and then they got so deep down in the game, they finally got a touchdown in the fourth quarter, you know, went for the two-point conversion. So it's not like Zerline's an automatic um, play for the Cowboys either. You know, with Mike McCarthy out, I don't know what they're going to do, but – Andrew, overall, this is the longest we've talked about kickers ever on a podcast, and I absolutely love it. Um, so <laughs> thanks for indulging me um, in a kicker conversation. Oh, anytime. Let's do it again next week, actually. Yeah, let's make it longer. We'll do a, sep- <laughs> we'll do a separate podcast uh, on the kickers. <laughs> yeah, that'll be DraftKings uh, only with uh, the six and, and whether you'd want to put him as your captain. Um, <laughs> right. So, All right, well, good stuff. I uh, hope that got everybody ready to go here. Again, jump with, jump in with us with a membership if you want to get these lineups. Full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo. A cash lineup, GPP lineup, core lineups on DraftKings for a GPP focus or a cash focus. Had a really great Monday night, by the way, oh, with yeah. Washington and Seattle. Uh, so let, we're going to try to keep it running here. DFSCoachDoc.com if you want to sign up. And uh, check in with us over the weekend for the Main Slate podcast and the Primetime podcast. And then NBA continues on seven days a week. So stick with us on YouTube. We appreciate all your support. On behalf of Omaha Joe and the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.